Attention feminists! Murder Most Irish merchandise available now from teespring.com. Plain, boring old tea's getting you down? Hey, buddy, does your huddy scream fuddy-duddy? Spruce up your wardrobe with brand new and improved MMI apparel exclusively from teespring.com. Don't be a mug? Buy one of ours. Like to steal things? Conceal your identity at the local shop and go with a kooky face mask. Be the swingingest crazy bag lady on the block with our organic totes. Murder Most Irish merchandise at teespring.com for all your murder feminist needs. Teespring.com is a third-party company. All stock manufacturing, purchases and refunds are handled exclusively by them. Any queries should be directed to www.teespring.com. Have you ever been to Finland? No, and I really want to go. Okay. I really want to go to Finland. Yeah, my dad was telling me about Finland and the way he described it to me was like, you know in the um, War of the Worlds book? Yeah. And they described the like under, underground world. That's what it's like? He was like, when you go... It's obviously not it like that. beautiful. But he was like, when you go to train station, it's like a whole world. I was like, no, it's not. It's just like Penn Station. <laughs> they just have shops in the train station. They just do it properly. Yeah. He was like, no. He was um, like, it's like that because it's so cold. I was like, no, it's not. It's like people don't go to the train station to do their shop. Oh, bless him. I was like, you were in Finland for a really long time too. It's really <laughs> offensive that like this is why you think it's like that. Let's go to Finland. Okay. Uh, Reiner, sponsors. Uh, no, Erlinga sponsors so we can go away to New York. Yeah, I'd love it. Imagine murder most Irish in New York. Huh? Imagine murder most Irish Imagine in New York. Imagine murder most Irish in New York. Eh, you going, sir, don't eat that. <laughs> Everybody got sick again! And me going, shut up and have another drink, Emma. <laughs> Literally, that will be it. Uh, this is episode 51 zero. Episode 51, not 51 zero. 51 zero. 51 zero. Could you imagine if we got to episode 510? Oh, no, we'd be no. like uh, those two ladies that have given up. <laughs> 50 50 These are still the salad days We're still in it We're still Oh normal We're still like This is like punk we're still Do you know gonna, what I mean? We're still going to be normal yeah. there, like, Another 50 episodes in Like for another Thousand episodes yeah, like it's never This gonna ain't be. ever going to go anywhere We're else. never going to be that ever And I'm fine um, with that I don't want to be that I have no interest Like in this either. is like The fucking beginning Before we sell out But we will never get The opportunity to sell out before I start doing crack cocaine I don't know you wouldn't what are you going to do when, if we ever got if we ever got money to sell out what would be your thing that you'd be like right sold out because I did this oh if I didn't add for a really crummy thing oh. like a really shitty thing that I don't personally morally agree with but I'm like oh it's money do you know what one of my favourite things is about you one of the things I like my butt about? well that too go on that's probably second <laughs> on the list of things that number I like number two you the most uh, you're like Morals. You do have a really like. Honestly, there are things questionable that I have done, and if I told you, you'd be like, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think about that. Um, like your your morals, like they keep me right. I think my morals. A lot of my morals are based in guilt and a fear of like a massive people pleaser. So a fear of like fucking no, up and hurting you've gotten people. so much better at not being a people pleaser. Yeah, I, I've gotten. I've gotten. Uh, I, got, I felt that. 
I've gotten better since <laughs> my last therapist, who was amazing. And he was um, like, stop being a people, please. Yeah, and I was like, stop I'm gonna, it. I, stop seeing this therapist. Stop it, Emma. So um, the accent that Colin did last week is actually quite... Close. He was like, is this racist? I was like, no, because she's from... She's Danish. That's what she, she um, kind of sounds like. Yeah, that. she really messed up a lot of things <laughs> for me. A lot of benefits I was getting. You weren't, you weren't agreeing with what no, she was doing? No, the benefits <laughs> that I now don't get anymore. Um, she's a great lady. Nora, I miss you. Come back to me, Nora. Uh, your morals and your ethics, I find... Uh, I'm a big old... Commendable. Oh, thanks, dude. I do, yeah. I don't have that, like... Yes, you do. I do. Yes, you do. I you don't have... But I, actually, like, you don't have morals, No, Sarah. I do, but I don't have them do. at the same level you do. Yeah, but mine are I, like, but when... Like, it, I would have sold out about ten months before <laughs> you do. Do you know what I mean? I would have yeah, you have a kid. You would have like been like, why the fuck are you doing that ad for those chips that make you like melt your arsehole? And I'd be like, I eat them. I eat them. They're great. They make you violently ill, but yeah. they're good. Uh, and they gave me a million dollars. But I get, listen, I think, uh, you know, a lot of that shit like is all selling out with that. Selling out was a thing when we were younger. Selling out is not a thing now. No, it's it not. It does not exist like that. Culture is not a thing. Like back in the day. But yeah. I think that's because back in the day, Selling out was when you became right commercial. Yeah. You can't actually make any money yeah. from anything artistically no, anymore. Not at all. Unless you do a commercial. Yeah. And so there isn't like an underground scene no, anymore. It's it all... doesn't exist. Although this is kind of underground. I think podcasts yeah. are probably one of the last few things that has that ability to yeah. be like really underground. Yeah, because people people just do it themselves. You just put people the shit do it themselves, together, they like, put it together. Yeah. Whereas I think with music in particular Underground scenes are really difficult because, like, venues, like, can't afford to put them on anymore. And kids find underground music or, like, subculture music on social media platforms and on platforms that are, like, commercially... Yeah, they're commercial platforms. So I just think that whole selling out thing that, like, we grew up with, where it was, like... Isn't it mad that when you liked a band and then they got popular and they were like, like, sell out? out. Yeah. And it's like, they just sold some records. They made some money. And they can eat. And we're like, oh, what are you doing now? Sleeping in a bed? Yeah. Like, it's so weird Um, when you think about it. But like, we'd be in the O2 saying that. We'd be getting that money. (laughs) And then we'd be saying things like, look at all these kids. 85 euros. They weren't alive when this first fucking album came out. Get paying 85 euros to go see them in a concert and then calling them fucking sell outs. Like, it's weird. Plus the bands that we would have like known grown up, like a lot of the bands that we'd known were massive. Like like it's not, you know, like Soundgarden were fucking huge. huge. But for some reason we didn't see that. We were like, this is so alternative, we're so yeah. alternative. But yeah, sell out I was listening to have you ever do you know the comedian Chris Gathard? Yeah. So he has a podcast. And he's he's got What do you do on work? What do I do on work? Yeah. What do you mean? It's just a podcast this all day. Podcast all day. I don't have to talk to anyone. I wish everyone would fuck off and leave me alone. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, But Chris Gathard, uh, he started a show, like a television show on like a cable channel in America, like his own show, like it was completely DIY, done himself. And then he was on, he became, he's a comedian, so he was on like Broad City and all those things. And then he has a podcast now, but I don't, I can't remember the name of the network that he's on. He's on a podcast network and they just got bought for like, millions like multiple millions millions. and he was on I think Pete Holmes podcast talking about the idea of selling out oh no it was turned out a punk he was like the idea of selling out is so when he was younger it was such a massive thing to him but now he's like I have a wife and I have a kid and I want health insurance I don't want them to get sick and die yeah he's like the only way I can do this is to be part of this so and he's like a real punk kid like 
through and through punk kids. So see the guy that's on it was in Class Action Park as well. Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, uh, I love him. Uh, Alana's boss. Alana's boss. Yeah, he's so funny. Yeah. I love Chris Gathard. Uh, his podcast is great. I can't remember the name of it, but I'm gonna I like him a lot because it's very, very good and really interesting. Oh shit, Colin was calling me. I'm gonna call him back. Uh, his podcast is called Chris Gethard. And I just think it's funny because his name is Chris Gethard and I'd say he got so much shit in school. Is it called Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People? That's the one and it's a great podcast if you ever just want to like chill and listen to something. Some of them are quite harrowing but it's really, really good. I'm gonna ring Colin back live on air, guys. As <laughs> you know, I won't just say everything's fine. Sorry for bothering you. Enjoy your night. P.S. Bring me Diet Coke. Oh, would you ask me to bring me full fat Coke? Um, and chips. And <laughs> put loads of salt and vinegar on Loads of salt and vinegar. And a side of garlic mayo. And actually, there's a burger too. When you order chips from Borza and I put a little note saying, Hey, can you put some salt and vinegar on the chips? Thanks, smiley face. No salt and vinegar ever. None. None. Do you know what you need and to do? And then it does some, it's not the same when you put it on yourself. Because <clears throat> it hasn't had, it hasn't had time to stew. My favourite thing in the world is like a crisp autumnal evening in Dublin city centre and then the men are going, men are puking on the streets and stuff. But we ignore that. Yeah. And you go to um, Burdock's, the one yeah, the right Christchurch. Original. And you get a bag of chips. Graham said in work, uh, a guy started in uh, one of his offices called Neil Burdock. And Graham said he emailed him when he thought it was a scam. <laughs> I, I absolutely would have thought it was a scam. And he was like, he has to be related to him, right? And I was like, Leo Burdock is a very old, like the, the maybe he's like origins a, of it. Maybe he's like a grand, grand yeah, great, and then great, great grandson was, or But they've like, the Burdock family minted. Um, anyway, if you're ever in Dublin and you're looking for a good chipper, get yourself to Leo Burdock. That like guy that's Christ in Church. that movie, the guy that was in... Okay, I'm going to speak English. Remember we were in Greystones? Nope, we weren't. Yeah. We were in Greystones. And they are putting up that movie set. Is that Greystones? Oh, Ed is scary. Ed is scary. Um, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The guy that's in that movie, apparently he was on Instagram and he was in Burdocks. Oh, really? What's his name? He said, hey guys, great fish and chips. I should shut the fuck up and go back to America. <laughs> Get your COVID arse out of this country. <laughs> He's in Grey's Anatomy, right? He was in Houston Station and everyone was protecting, like he knew people were filming and he was blowing them kisses. Oh no! No, I can't. No. I'm glad. We don't no. care. Glad. Patrick Dempsey, that's the guy. But they were filming him, so like he knew. And he was blowing them kisses. Like, each to their own. If someone does that to me, he, you're getting. And you know what he loves now? He loves a paddy cap. He, oh, like a farmer's yeah, paddy cap. A paddy cap every day. Like. I have a thing for a man that wears a paddy cap. Really? Only like like a certain man, right? So like not a farmer. <laughs> someone with twine hat a up pretentious sack of shit yeah um, or people who are like who feel like insanely Irish like Irish yeah like they feel like I am fucking Irish I'm like I love that Dempsey I... fella do you? no okay good but you know what I mean that's what I mean that type of lad you're into that? I know it's weird it's like an older gentleman who wears a paddy cap who is like a well dressed man yeah uh, well dressed yeah. man well dressed man shout out to there's oh. this uh, thing on Instagram um, where men I hate men and I hate anyway, the fact that I'm attracted yeah, to her hate it but it honestly makes my knees where go where men like, do like that thing where they you know it's like the chop thing and they're changing the, into their outfits and they're just so oh that like that yeah, song they yeah, play yeah and they're just changing their outfits there's that change. uh, guy that, that is he a model which one there's like a black guy that you sent I me I think he's a model yeah he is stunning 
stunning. He's like, and his clothes are so. I saw an older gentleman. Insanely today. well, like just beautiful, beautiful. just beautiful, like like art pieces. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The amount of borderline unattractive men in the world who would be so attractive if they just stopped buying thin-rimmed wired glasses and putting their hair in ponytails. Mm. Do you know how you could be so attractive? Anyway, whatever. Fuck men, I don't care. Anyway, how was your week? Dying a ditch. Uh, It was grand. I was in work and then I was in work and then I saw you and then I ate cake and then I came home here and I was like oh yeah we got cake uh, oh my god I was going to do that for the housekeeping oh okay <laughs> right we'll leave that to that no you went out for dinner oh I went out for dinner it was lovely it was the first kind of thing I, time I think I've been out for dinner yeah because when we went in our little hall well no because we went to the hotel for dinner me and you yes so I did that a second time and it was lovely and uh, I had a boring week apart from that. How's yours? Uh, my week was cool. It was a good time. Yeah. I did loads of things. I went to the Kilmainham Hotel for dinner with Lillian Graham uh, on Thursday. I uh, went paddle boarding. Sarah went paddle boarding. And uh, stood up on a paddle board. Amazing. And now can't walk. And she looked amazing. She looked so good doing it. Um, I went swimming today. We were all very proud. We did a pride thing and work that I had like so much fun at. Yeah. Oh, why didn't that upload? Why didn't what upload? Your thing. Me and my wig. Oh my God, did I put it on the wrong one? Is it in your one? It's on my one. I put it up on my this one there. That's okay. Let's leave it in your one. No. Um, do you want me to put it up on? No, I don't care. Okay. Um, and then we did like a pride thing in work and that was lovely and felt like just so lovely. It felt lovely. Everybody in work on our pride event had just like the nicest time. It was like just so nice. Good. And then Lily found out that she's not gay. <laughs> and was very upset about it. Lily is a straight woman. Yeah, she's she's she is she's a, very straight. She's very yeah. adamant about her. She's upset thing. that she's not gay. Yeah, I, I brought her out. home a heart, a big pride heart. Yeah, like an inflatable one, so oh, we yeah. could hang up outside the house. And I said, "Oh, I've got something in the car for you." And I came out with it, and I gave it to her, and I was like, "Good, it's a pride flag, but in a heart." And she was like, "Is this to cheer me up because I'm not gay? Oh, because you. I'm sad I'm not gay." And I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Listen, Lily, if you want to be gay, you be gay. Yeah, and then my dad was like, Lily, listen, there's time. There's time. We've got time. Um, but yeah, so I had a good week good. overall. Um, things are getting a little bit Things feel more like they're getting normally. back to normal. Yeah. You guys registered for the vaccine today. Yep. That makes me happy, you and Graham. I can get my chat. My dad's shot, got a second shot, one. Shot, my mum's got her second one. I remember that fell outside of Vegas. I, I often think about him. Outside the burrito bar. No. Outside Taco Bell. Taco Bell. That I, was... that, like, I often think about me and Emma went to Vegas. 6 a.m. Uh, no, it was 5 a.m. Oh my God. It was 5.30 in the morning. We left the hotel at 5 a.m. And we walked past the Taco Bell. And <laughs> it was playing... Shat, 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 his soul. Yeah, like he looked... He was like staring out, eating a burrito, yeah. shaking like a shitting dog. Yeah, he was like... Mm-mm. And then looking at us to be like, please make this we music just, stop. It was so loud. And we were like, uh, good morning. Vegas was fucking weird. Yeah, and then we were like, right, let's go get some fruit. 
And then it was like, all this fruit has sugar on it. <laughs> they put sugar on the fruit. I was like, what the fuck? That, anyway, Vegas, I'd never go back. Then we went to Egg Slot. Egg Slot was amazing. We used to go to that new egg place. Uh, that, the, what you call it? That's the little place yeah, in the, right in the middle. I, the last time I was in Tem Con, I was like, I want to go there because I want to get tea and they do really nice, cute little cakes. And I was gone. So obviously yeah. that's why. That eggy place is there go now. there. Yeah, looks good. It looks good. Looks really Do good. Do you want to go Saturday morning when you say sure. it? Okay, cool. We're going to go Saturday morning. Um... I would go back to Vegas. No, I don't. I don't think, I don't think like, it wouldn't be something, if, I don't know actually. Part of me is like, I would, but I think only if like, someone was like, hey, we got to go to Vegas to do this thing. Like, don't get me wrong, I had a great time and yeah. I really enjoyed it, but it's just not somewhere I would. Uh, but my favourite bits of it were like, the non-Vegas bits. When we went bits. to the non-Vegas bits, yeah, 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 like the, the old Vegas. Yeah, fun, and like, they're like, um, they're like antique and like vintage shopping. Yeah. I really like that, but they're like the strip. No. I wouldn't stay. I absolutely not, would not stay on the Sarah, strip. We're not party people. No, we're just not. We're fucking boring old shits. We're yeah. not party people. Also, do you know what I really dislike? The smell of cigarette smoke everywhere. Oh no, I just even the, indoors. The I was like, I can't deal with this. They met people. I remember we went to a restaurant and they were stomach. like, some people they were like smoking or non-smoking, and I was like, what? Non-smoking. You're smoking in the restaurant? Yeah, no, can't like, deal with it. Like, can we sit outside when you're walking through the place? The weed go, gets me. And the thing that got me more than anything, and this is gonna sound like such a like judgy thing. No, go on. Is children and prams while people are playing slots and casino so depressing like this is not for me so I just couldn't understand anyone that would bring their kids to Vegas for no. a holiday like it's not a kids holiday but we were there and there was a family there with like four children there were so many people there were like, kids what are you doing with these kids like they're fucking losing um, their mind. and I get that there's stuff that you can do in Vegas yeah. right so like the Excalibur Hotel the entire bottom half of our hotel is set up for kids yeah but like that hotel's a shithole it's bad yeah um and the Excalibur show, right, kids? The swimming pools, yes. But the swimming pools, nine times out of ten, are full of, full of like, college students. Drunk people. Who are there to, like, do something yeah. completely different. And I never understood. When we went to see that exhibit as well in yeah. Caesars, I was like, was it the Bellagio or Caesars? It's Bellagio. Bellagio. I was like, this, this does not... And maybe that's because I think I'm, like, a cultural snob or something. But I was like, why is this here? It didn't fit in with the vibe, yeah. yeah but that I was, was like, like, the day that I found it, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I was genuinely shocked. I was like, we went to that museum and it was above that, like, like comic book shop. Yep. Like, I was like, what is this? Like, I just felt like there was people there that, like, clearly were, like, into, like, a certain way of life. And this place just didn't it's do an anything or, like... An I'd like to go away from the strip completely and even old Vegas I'd like to go like outside Vegas to like the desert yeah not even the, there's a, a girl I follow on Instagram and she lives in Las Vegas but she works in this amazing vintage store now it's nowhere near any of that but like it's just all vintage stores all dying yeah. I'd like to do that if I was ever to go back that I wouldn't go near the strip ever again no because like, we're not party people once I saw it once we're I was not like, like okay. Shake our tits like we're not, and that's yeah. fine if you are sitting in the pool and shake your tits. That's fucking do you. That's awesome, but we're not those people. Like, yeah. And also, I am thirty-seven. I know, but my sister's am, forty, and I she would. Old. I think Michaela yeah, died. She went to not, Vegas. Michaela's not old. I am old in spirit. Yes. Yes. I am an old woman. Like there is nothing young about me. I'm an old. That's the name of this week's episode. Old in spirit. Old in spirit. I am very so. I think there's certain people that would like definitely there's people my age I know that would go to Vegas and like have the fucking time of their life and be locked twenty four seven and like have a great time. I'm not that person. Also, I was jet lagged for the entire time. You were housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. Housekeeping. Yes. Uh, so 
the first bit of housekeeping. I don't even know if this housekeeping, but I just want to say a big thank you to the gorgeous, amazing, fabulous uh, Louise, who is Pinky Lou 100 on Instagram, who ordered us a fucking cake. A 10 inch gatto. A 10 inch gatto from Tasty Treats in Ballyfermot. And we went down and got it and ate it and it was amazing. Yeah, it was so good. Great, great. It and, was beautiful. At first, but like, it, Lily and me and Emma Edda and uh, we all, I also gave some to, uh, oh, actually, that's a lie. I was meant to give some to Anna. It's still sitting Sorry. on my. It's still sitting on my counter. <laughs> anyway, it was so nice, and thank you so much. And the people, the girls, and tasty treats were so funny when I went to get it. It's like one girl that apparently like listens to our podcast. Oh, hello. And her name is Eva. Hi, Eva. And she was like, when I rang up to be like, I'm, I won't be able to pick it up today. Can I pick it up tomorrow? She was like, um, oh, um, are you on the podcast? And I was like, Aww. yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm Sarah Jane. She was like, oh my god, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> and then when I went in, one of the girls was like, she's mortified. <laughs> She's scarlet. Um, and yeah, no, listen, Tasty lovely. Treats, Louis, delicious. Amazing. And Louise, thank you so, honestly, like, thank you very, very much. Thank you, it was so kind so, and it made us so happy. Unbelievable, like, Yeah, no, people are so nice. nice. Colin ate it like it was going out of fashion. Lily like, loved it. He inhaled the cake. Lily sat with um, me and Emma out the back and she said, we sent a video, didn't we? We did, we sent a video to Louise to say thank you. But yes, thank you so, so much. And ever, also, if you're anywhere near Ballyfermid or if you want to go to Bally, go to Tasty Treats because honestly, that shit's delicious. Get yourself in te- I'll so give you a list cheap. of things that are worth getting in Tasty Treats. It's so cheap. They do really good bread too. They do really good bread. Um, but yeah, Tasty Treats is beautiful and we're very happy we got cake. I don't think I have anything else. Oh, to- nope, this is not going to matter because well, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going live with Gemma from What's Up Pod... What's Up Doc Podcast. Yeah, but I'm sure Gemma will save it on her Instagram. Yeah, so it'll be- we're going live tomorrow at half seven. This is... This is yeah, but when's that, po- is that podcast in? Uh, the podcast is out last week. It's up and out. Um, but yeah, we're going live tomorrow, but Gemma will probably put it up on her if you want to see us making a holy fucking show of ourselves. Um, we're we're going to be doing that. Um, have you anything else? Have you any other news? Um, um, I would like to say thank you to all the people that messaged me about not going on a cruise. Oh, good. Yeah, strongly, thank you. Strongly recommended that I don't go on a cruise. Good. That's a good thing. Um, they were saying, there was one woman that was like, I don't get travel sick at all. Yeah. She was like, but when you're going, when you're asleep, she was like, the boat obviously has to get to the next port. So they booked it, it along. along. And she was like, and I felt, she was like, even when I was sleeping, she was like, I could feel that. And I felt odd. It made me feel odd. Oh, so wow. she was like, if you're travel sick and your eyes are closed. It's going to make it. She was like, worse. you'll be fucking sick as a dog. Then there was another person that like messaged and was like, um, I told, I, I'm like work on a cruise. And she was like, and I take, uh, travel and she was like, and I don't get travel sickness, but she was like, when you're on this one girl what was her name she messaged us she was like I work on a cruise and I haven't been off it since the beginning of Covid because we can't dock what yes she's still on the fucking boat she's still on the boat she was like we haven't gotten off dude isn't that insane are they getting paid yeah what the fuck oh my god you'd lose your marbles wouldn't you you'd lose your fucking marbles like I'd know that boat inside out I would um, so you're not going to go on a cruise then? No, I, Graham is like, because then we're, another person... Tell him to find something else that he wants to do. Another person was like, it is a great place to see places, but like, you potentially will get very sick. Okay, well then maybe avoid it. So anyway, thanks very much for everybody that took yes, the time. Yes, very energy. good. And you mentioned people that said like loads of things about like trying to save my life. Uh, I think that's all the news I have. I don't have any more news. Nothing wild or exciting going on. 
I bought a Samantha Pleat dress. Who? Samantha Pleat. Say that again. Samantha Pleat. Uh, what is it? She's a designer. And I bought one of her dresses. Oh. It's very pretty. I'm waiting for that to come. We're going to New York. We're going to be going to New York. In September. September. We're going to get sexually harassed on the streets. I never get sexually harassed. You got, the last time we were in New York, men were shouting at you on the streets. Really? Yes, they were. What, did, what were they saying? His sex elite. And why didn't I go over and say hello? And then you went like this. Hey! <laughs> say, hey, I'm married. I need, I need a quick trail. Like, I've been married for a really long time. I need to have a quick trail. <laughs> a little quick trail. Hang yeah, on, I just take, I'm just going to take this off. And then when things get too uncomfortable, I'm going to be like, how dare you? Did you know I was married? <laughs> so we're going to go to New York and we're going to have a great time. And she had a great and time. It was a great time. Anyway, I'm going to tell the story this week. Are we ready to tell the story? It's another bumper week over at www.patreon.com forward slash murder most Irish where you can join myself, Emma and Sarah Jane for MMI Drive where we continue our journey around Dublin talking about life, love and Bo Burnham. Also, because of this week's social commitments, the girls join me for a very special edition of Maximilian's Mailbag where we read out the comments that you've left on our Patreon exclusive content. All that and the usual assortment of bite-sized bits and songs only at www.patreon.com forward slash Murder Most Irish for all your murder feminist needs. Okay, I'm excited because I don't know what your story is. Okay. I like when I don't know. So, anyway, this story has been in the news recently. It's all over Instagram. People are protesting. People are sharing it. Okay. They're honest. They're honest. Anyway, we're going to talk about Terence Wheelock. So on the 16th of September 2005, Terence Wheelock, a 20-year-old from Dublin's north inner city area, Summer Hill... Um, so he's 20 years old he just completed a safe pass course to get some work in the construction as a labourer with his younger brother Larry Um, and this morning in particular Terence had like began to decorate his bedroom so he decided he was going to like repaint his bedroom he began painting it on, uh, when he woke up and around 10.30 the paintbrush he was using broke okay. so he told his dad he was going to go buy a new one so he left his house so this is Summer Hill. Do you know where Summer Hill yeah, is? I do. Yeah. So it's quite close to town. Like you could just walk to town and get whatever you needed and walk straight back home. Also, Summer Hill is like really well known. So it's like, yeah, it would be known for like criminality, for like gangland shooting. Um, and there has been complaints in Summer Hill, but in like every area like that, just like Ballyfermot, where like the guards are probably a little bit more heavy handed than they should be. Mm-hmm. So. When he left the house, uh, a couple of friends he knew saw him. They were driving a black Toyota Yaris. They pulled up over and Terence agreed to go to a house with them to hang out for a little bit. The Toyota Yaris pulled into the yard and as they pulled into the yard of this house, the guy that was in the house and one of the guys that was in the car came out and they covered the car with a tarp. So this like instantly like set off like alarm bells for anyone that was watching. Oh shit. Um... And so this raised an alarm with a neighbour and she rang the local Garda station. So Garda Tygo Leary from Fitzgibbon Street Garda station said that they received a call from a woman on that day to report a car being brought into a backyard or Sean O'Casey Avenue and it being covered with a sheet. So they brought it into the backyard, closed the gates and then covered it with a sheet. So people were like... Can I be naive for a second? Yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean that they were going to pull it for parts, strip it for parts, or does that mean something that happened? It's just it? unusual. Like you wouldn't really like a Toyota Yaris is not like an old. Oh, car. It's, not like a, it's not like a vintage car. Yeah, or so something like why like you covering it? So like why the fuck are you covering and it? And also, like if your next door neighbor is like 
a whole lot of kids and they're like because these are young fellas yeah so 20 years old so Garda O'Leary had a check run on the black Toyota at Yaris and the owner in Donnybrook confirmed it confirmed it had been stolen oh. so he decided to check the vehicle and head it to the property when he arrived on the scene along with a number of other Garda the youths ran to leave but quickly realised that the house exits were surrounded a number of witnesses close by gave statements uh, that the arrest of Terence Wheelock was particularly violent and rough. Um, and Garda O'Leary knew Wheelock. All four were four, so all four of them were arrested shortly right. after midday. And Wheelock and another man that was with him was brought to Stork Street Garda Station, and the other two were brought to Mountjoy Garda Station. Okay. At that point, Garda O'Leary has said that he discovered two bench warrants were in existence for Wheelock, so he obviously had it's not showed up for court for something. Um, so a bench warrant in Ireland is when like a warrant is issued for you to go to court and you didn't arrive on your court date. So then a bench warrant is issued that you essentially are arrested until you can appear in court for that charge. Um, and he was told that he'd have to be held till the day after to appear before the district court. At that time of the arrest, the youths, they were... So he the Garda O'Leary said that the youths were arrested like red-handed. But... Wheelock wasn't with them when he stole that car. Oh, he only got into the car. He with got them. in the car when they got to Summerhill, and he didn't know apparently what was happening. He like. had no idea the car had been stolen. He's now by. He was in his house painting his bedroom with his brother, and he was just going to get like a fucking. He was going paintbrush. to get a paintbrush. Yeah, he saw, and his friends came along in his black car. And they were like, "Do you want to come have a couple of drinks?" Yeah. Or whatever. No, that's not to say that they didn't say, "Hey, we just stole this." Yeah, but at the same time, he wasn't. He didn't steal the he fucking didn't car. Steal the car. Um, Talking uh, stolen cars. By 12.25, Terence was in a cell in Store Street Garda Station. Okay. No one in his family knew any of this had taken place and none of them knew he'd been arrested. They all thought he was out getting a paintbrush, so... Fuck. At 2.40pm, on checking the cell, Terence was not visible through the inspection hatch and the Garda on duty entered the cell and found Terence unconscious lying against a side wall with a ligature tied around his neck. <gasps> the ligature was secured to a fixture which, is, which was under a counter sink and sunk into the wall. With the assistance of another Garda, Terence was lifted from this position and the ligature removed from his neck. One officer immediately commenced mount-to-mount resuscitation and others commenced CPR. An ambulance was summoned at 2.44. Now, there's question over these times. Uh, and Terence was removed to the Matter Hospital by 2.52 by Dublin Fire Brigade. Okay. CPR was performed by the Garda and Terence remained unconscious and an ambulance arrived at the scene and moved Terence to the Matter Hospital. Terence would never wake up and three months later he died of pneumonia whilst on life support in hospital. So what happened while he was in Garda custody? What the fuck? So it's like a 20 year old guy. Nothing wrong with him. Who probably when this was all evened out that he would have been like I had nothing to do with this. I just got in. And there's CCTV footage to show that he just got into the fucking car. Like So Garda say that he was checked five <coughs> times between 12.25 and 2.40 and a statement from another detainee at the station says that he heard suspicious activity coming out of the cell. So he says that he heard guards going in there and beating him up. That wouldn't be uncommon, Emma. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Because there would be quite... Like, I know lads on Valley Farm, and yet, like, listen, they're out doing things that they shouldn't be doing. But things but like... But that doesn't mean the guards get the opportunity yeah, to beat things, them up. Things like... Uh, sure, you're not even... like Because what happens when you steal a car is you don't even go to court the next day. You're let out and charged. And, and charged then you go on remand. Out. like, um, And it's like, sure, you're not even going to see a judge tomorrow. Why the fuck are they being... 
So they say that he was checked five times between 12, 25 and 2.40. A statement from another t- detainee says that they heard suspicious noises coming from the cell. Okay. But a statement from another detainee also heard him singing and whistling in the cell before the suspicious noises happened. So like he was like... He wasn't... He was fine. Yeah, like he wasn't like... Crying or sobbing no, or freaking like out or... No, like he was like singing and whistling in the cell and like... Kind of making a laugh of what was happening. He wasn't like losing his mind and screaming no. and banging things and shouting and roaring and stuff. No. So the guardies say that they found him with a ligature around his neck. Apparently this was a cord from his tracks bottoms. In order for him to hang himself, he would have had to... Ne- so the thing that's really important about this is that for him to kill himself by asphyxiation, there's nothing in a cell... In his in any of those cells, but there was nothing in his cell that he could have tied his tie up. No. So what he what they're saying he did is that he tied it underneath a sink and then kneeled into it. Yeah, no, that's not a thing. Um so they're saying that he tied it into a sink and then he kneeled on the ground and kneeled into choking himself with the cord off his tracksuit bombs. Okay. The guard notified the family of his death and brought them to the wrong hospital. <sighs> the guard say this was a misunderstanding between the guard and the ambulance control, but the Wheelock family claimed that the guard called to the Wheelock house to inform Terence's mother Esther that her son had hanged himself and told her that he was in St James's Hospital on the south side of Dublin. These guard then drove her to St James's Hospital and said they did not know where St James's Hospital was and could she direct them. What? Terence had in fact been brought to the Matter Hospital on the north side of Dublin, which is right beside Summerhill, yeah. much nearer to the Wheelock family home and Store Street Garda Station where he was. Terence was in a guard was in a coma uh, in um the Matter Hospital. Um and Garda from Store Street Store Store Street Station say they had no input about what hospital would be used, nor would their work include detailed knowledge of the south side. What? It's so bizarre. Where is James's Street Hospital? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like they didn't know how to get there. Fuck off. There are witnesses who were detained at the same time as Terence who heard Terence screaming from his cell, but this was after he was heard singing and like having like a great time. So it was. So the feeling is that he was like kind of making shit of the situation and like having a laugh on a chair. And they decided to beat the shit out of him. And they decided to beat the shit out of him. The guard said Terence had no bruises when he was mi- admitted. So, like they gave a statement like the next day that said that this gentleman had no marks on him. Yet four hours later, he was taken to the Matter Hospital with bruising and cuts. In a press statement issued in June two thousand and five, uh, <clears throat> it's not June two thousand five. Cause this, yeah, no June two thousand five, uh, and of. The official statement read, the guard has seen no reason for bruising, nor were they ever noticed by Gardy, who attended the incidents. Garda have made sworn statements that Terence had no injuries on admission to the Garda station. Um, they say he committed suicide. This is his brother. So his brother Larry says, they say he committed suicide, but the mark on his neck is clean. So there's no other cuts on his neck. and the, Except the ligature mark. They claim he hanged himself from a low level, which would have required him to attempt it a number of times. Uh which would have left more marks than a clearer than just so like on the ligature mark on his neck in particular so I saw pictures and I shouldn't have but on the ligature mark on his neck it's just like re it's like there's no struggle it's just one like it's just a straight line yeah, across yeah, yeah. his neck <clears throat> and <clears throat> 
he um so photographs seen by like I saw photographs but of Terence's body taken while he was in the matter hospital in the coma reveal extensive bruising and cuts on his back on the back of his legs and his arms are like visibly like four times the size it should be both of them he's got bruising on his chest <clears throat> excuse me take your time he's got bruising on his chest which is con- conducive of like CPR so they were saying like that explains that but the bruising on the back of his legs in particular are like very bad and the bruising bruising on his arms he's got cuts on his face as well like he looks like he was beaten up and what was the cause of death was there a, like ex- expected oh, so sorry, sorry. the guard also refused to give the family access to his clothes so by the family by the time the family got to the matter he was in like a gown what? and his clothes had been taken off him however unknown to the Garda access was granted during the course of an inquest and there was vomit and blood on his clothes oh shit an independent forensic expert who was set up by the Garda who examined the clothes has stated that the blood on Terence's clothes are not consistent with the story that he man- that he hanged himself um, it is the kind of detail that the family is now forced to wrestle with so they said like the amount of blood on him and where it was um, isn't doesn't make sense for him to have hung himself and the fact that he vomited so when people generally asphyxiate they do vomit mm-hmm. um, but also if someone has like a head injury they vomit oh, yeah. or if someone gets punched into the fucking stomach or something yeah. the blood on Terence's clothes uh, and the region where the blood was found has given the family major cause for concern Terence had severe bruising on the back of his legs probably from being hit with a baton to like knock him to yeah. the ground uh, from being hit with it yeah his two arms were severely swollen and in the guard statement given the day after the event the guard or press officer said there was no sign of bruising or bleeding when Terence was found while there may be an innocent explanation of how the blood got there the fact the state had those clothes in guard of forensic labs but failed to test the blood for almost 20 months only adds to the sense of distrust that the family have for the guard <clears throat> but the medical evidence shows that the blood was not Terence's and therefore could not have been present at the time of Terence being taken to hospital. How blood there so the medical expert says that the blood were, is not Terence's but it belongs to like a family member of Terence's. <clears throat> so did he have what what does that even mean? So the guards are saying that the family put blood on the clothes. Oh. Uh, however, the Garda Commissioner appointed... So this was done by like... Um, an independent investigation was set up by the Garda Ombudsman. And I say... I use air quotes to be independent. It's like when we say the Garda did an investigation into the Garda yeah. and they said everything's grand. So however, <laughs> the Garda Commissioner appointed Detective Superintendent Oliver Hanley from the Leary Garda Station to look into the events of Terence's death and arrange for an outsized, unbiased investigation. But Hanley served in Sorcery Station for over 20 years. Therefore, it's been questioned whether he could be truly independent. The cell where Terence was kept was cleaned before any investigation took place. Yep. And when the family managed to get hold of the custody records, the name of the arresting officer had been altered to show another name. Sounds about right. Which the Garda said was due to an error recording of uh, of an incorrect name at the time. Sure was. Garda also stated that this amendment was made after the time of arrival and not later. So they were like, they they said that they like scribble out a name and then put in another name. Yeah. And then they put in the correct name. But they said that they did that like before <laughs> this guy was dead. Yeah, true. 
Um, the accusation, so there's been accusations of harassment and intimidation. So there is another more personal element to all of this. According to Larry, who's Terence's brother, Terence was a healthy, happy-go-lucky young man. He'd no previous history of self-harm. Yeah. For him to have committed suicide would have been entirely out of character. He just bought new clothes for a party he was going to the following night. On the morning he was arrested, Terence was painting his bedroom. The paintbrush had broken and he'd gone out to buy a new one when the guard arrested him. Terence was a very intelligent young fella, explains Larry. He did his junior and his leave insert. He boxed as a child. He played football. He was really liked in the area and had lots of friends. Over 1,500 people um, came to his funeral weeks wow. previous. As I said above, he just finished doing a safe pass course to get a construction job with his brother. So, like, he had plans. Yeah. And, yeah, he was arrested, but, like, he had two bench warrants. So, like, this wasn't, like, something new to him. Yeah. Um... People living in the area around Summerhill and almost working class areas consistently complain about heavy-handed treatment by Garda. Uh, The Justice for Terence campaign is going from strength to strength with Dublin City Council recently passing a motion supporting the campaign's call for an independent inquiry into Terence's death. Agreed. The campaign has received widespread support from across Ireland, but as the wheel lock campaign has grown, so too seems as the level of Garda harassment the family have felt. Larry believes they're trying to intimidate potential witnesses and diminish support for the campaign. Campaign, and the Wheelock family say that they've been directly targeted by Garda. Shit. On the seventeenth of May, two thousand six, less than twelve months after Terence's death, there was an incident involving Garda. Some of whom it is claimed were involved in Terence's arrest. The Wheelocks were having a meeting with that evening with a parent of John Maloney who died shortly after leaving Garda custody in 2003 and whose family are also campaigning for an independent investigation. Gavin, a younger brother of Larry and Terence, had been out leafleting for the campaign and he was arrested by the Garda and brought back to his house. Up to 10 Garda stormed their house at the time while another 20 Garda set outside. Oh God, that's terrifying. For weeks afterwards, the Wheelocks claimed up to 10 Garda were stationed outside their home. Harassment escalated to a point where my mother felt she had to leave our family home. And after 20 years, they all moved out of the house. Fuck off. A lot of people in the area have been threatened with eviction or antisocial behaviour orders for displaying support for the campaign. Which is a thing. So if you live in a council estate and you're a council uh, renter, yeah. um, if you are deemed to be like promoting or doing antisocial behaviour you can be evicted this is horrible in July 2007 the Garda Siakana Ombudsman Commission announced that it would carry out an investigation into the case Terence's brother Larry Wheelcock told journalists that an official from the Ombudsman office had contacted the family to inform them that it was to launch an inquiry um, for various reasons among these he said were that it is the public interest to investigate the circumstances surrounding the debt the close nature of the verdict so it's like a four to three majority like in terms of like the verdict for the original inquiry um the gsoc then report was published in march 2010 and it found that there was no credible evidence that mr wheelock had been mistreated ah fuck off and still to this day no one has been held accountable this is a really short story by the way no it's fine um no one has been held accountable. No one has been arrested. They and are they still... still uh, oh, they still say, like, he's still down as committing... As, as, as completing suicide. Completing suicide. And are they... Are the family still... The family are... Till this day, there was, like, an Instagram um, 
like activity recently and loads of people are out protesting outside the doll um they're still protesting because they still believe that he like it's it's ludicrous to think that chap kneeled on the ground it's bananas what his i'm sorry like that is ludicrous like he was clearly he wasn't like this wasn't his first arrest he no. dealt with the guards before and he honestly nothing probably nothing would have happened with this because he would have been like I was, I just got into the car with my mates like I didn't know that this car was stolen and I'm sure he would have just got like a suspended sentence or whatever there's no way in hell he completed suicide I'm no, sorry it's just like it's fucking ludicrous it's bananas it's like a- he's bruises on the back of his leg because they were whacking him with batons yeah. clearly like yeah. it's because what's the first thing they do in town when they're trying to get rid of people hit you at the back hit of the legs hit you at the back of the legs yeah that's their that's their fucking go to move yeah. like this a cover up, like, and it's cover up on top of a cover up, and then it's like, no, we didn't. And then when her family are out, like, being like, hang on, this doesn't make it. and it like makes the thing, no the sense. thing about it as well, when the family were like, the family are still protesting for justice, but when the intimidation was happening, no independent inquiry had taken place. No, of course not. Um, and they were showing up at their house, and like they do- like she she was saying that like dogs showed up at their house, and oh my gosh. um that their children were like their ki- her kids were just being harassed at like the guards were like constantly outside their home. Um, imagine you're having a normal day, and your son's like, I'm gonna go out and buy a paintbrush, and you get a phone call two later, here to hanged himself in a jail cell. Yeah. And he's not dead, actually. He's unconscious he's, uh, and he's, he's in, a coma. in a coma. And he's in St. James's Hospital. Oh, sorry, no, we don't do have to know, get there. Do you know where St. James... What? Um, so now, actually, he's in the matter. And then, apparently, they just dropped... So when they got to St. James's just Hospital, let, just let they just let her out. And then when she got in there, they were like, he's, he's not, not here. here. So then the family had to get the matter from St. James's Hospital. Fuck's sake, And then when they got Jane. there, all of his clothes had been taken off him. He was in a gown and he was, like, on a life support machine. And the cell was cleaned out. Oh my god, that poor family. That poor family. Like if some like if you're going to say that something like that took place in a cell, do you not have to like does it not have to be investigated funny? That is literally it has to be you have to get forensics in. Like none of that took place. They didn't know if he was gonna live or die when he was being no. transported in that in that that is forensics have to be done. You know, they cleaned out the cell the same day. Shocker. That's cover up, Sarah. That's a fucking cover up, like. Um, it's a very uh, odd surname. I've never heard that name. Wheel Lock, yeah, yeah, I've never heard it either. Um, but the family are currently uh, looking for support to get another inquiry opened. There needs to be a proper independent inquiry into this. Well, it just sounds like there's a guard walking around that yeah, murdered somebody not, in the cell. Yeah, not, uh, not linked to the guard, Shia It needs to be fucking independently done. That's what needs to be done. Because otherwise they're going to keep going... Uh, we the guards investigated the guards and we find the guards did nothing wrong yeah that's literally every time I hear these like guard investigations I'll see you didn't see that you did anything wrong grand you yeah, no we'll, we'll accept that and move on with our lives my son went out to buy a paintbrush and now he's dead yeah in a fucking cell like and the thing that struck me about it because when I heard it I was like just like because as a story right it's very short so it's not like a long one it's five pages long but it's like one, there's enough of us that listen to this podcast that can go and like sign Petitions. a petition to get this like opened and inquired again. And two, I think something ridiculous, like 36 people have died in Garda Custody since 2006. Jesus Christ. Um, but. The train agrees with you. The train absolutely agrees with me. He's like, oh, fuck the guards. Um, the third thing is, I know so many lads that this could be. Yeah, oh, 100%. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and I've seen, I've witnessed, I've been in like, I haven't been in card of custody, I've never been, but I've witnessed the like, absolute contempt yeah. for someone when they say they're from an area. Oh my God, yeah. Like, uh, when I was um, with Gar for the years that I was with Gar, uh, he, I was in, I finished work early and I was working down there and I came home and I, I went up to his house and I was like, he was somewhere in town or something. He was like, I'll come back, I'll come and meet you in the house when I'm finished. And I was like, where? So it was his mom's house and he was late and I was like, I rang him. I was like, where are you? And he's like, oh, I just got stopped by the guards and they made me empty my backpack onto the ground. I was like, what? Because he was getting off and they were like, where are you from? And he told them where he was from and he was, they were like, what's in your bag? And Gar would never argue with the guards. Gar was like, oh, just my stuff. And they were like, do you mind emptying it out for us, sir? He'd empty his fucking bag onto the ground. Yeah. I was like, what? Randomly stopped. I remember being like a kid, right? Now, when I say kid, I think I was like 11. Yeah. I remember being with my next door neighbour and his name is Peter. And my brother. And I remember we were at the, at what we call the baths. We were like walking back from the shops. Yeah. So we'd gone to the shops down the road. And Peter's the exact same age as me. And I can't remember what we were up to. But we weren't up to anything that was like yeah, questionable. Yeah. We were just like walking through the park to get back home. Yeah. And I remember the guards taught. Now Peter and me were always looked older. And Peter was bigger than me. So yeah. he looked older. But the guards taught Peter was somebody. And I remember they like came into the park after us in the car and they put Peter in the back of the police car. Oh my God, you're 11. And the police car was not marked. Oh, it was an unmarked guard car. So it was an unmarked guard car. It was like a, a Ford Escort unmarked blue. I'll never forget it. And he was, they were like calling a name and I can't remember. And we were all saying that like he isn't that, like that's not his, that's name. Not his name. And they pulled him into the back of the car. And the only way I could describe it, because we were 11, is they gave him like, a Chinese burn on his arm but they were grown men Sarah and held him down and I remember me and Richie being like what, what did we do what is going on and we just took off to like get our parents yeah. because we were like what do we do and by the time we got to the top of the park the guards had like drove up after us and just let him out and then we walked back home and pretend like we like they'd never seen anything just well, like, well I said to my mum and dad and then we went and his but his parents were like what were you doing we were like, we weren't doing Literally, anything. We're and 11. He had, like, his arm was like bright pink. And then the next day was like, his entire arm was covered in fingerprints. And he was 11. For fuck's sake. And then I remember my brother telling me about the time he got, a, he got arrested for something. One of the many times he got arrested. And he got arrested with his friend. And they got put into a cell down in Bally Pharma. And he said, and I found this whole thing bizarre. This whole story is bizarre, but it's absolutely true. The guards came in, so like they were like in the cell with, with like the Richie's friend, yeah, and like put the like Garda hat on him and the like over the Garda like uh, jacket thingy, high high vis, and were like taking pictures of him on their phone. Um, but like Richie's friend was like out, he was like out of his mind. And they were like recording him. And then, like, Richie said they were, like, pushing him around. And then the next day, he was like, there's no charge against us. We were just like, what the fuck? I was like... The whole thing is so weird. Like, you hear stories like this all the time and you're like, what are they doing? Do you remember that woman that was having a mental health episode and she walked down the road naked yeah. and the guards leaked the video footage they, of her? Uh, they and she, com- she killed, killed herself. herself. Yeah, Dara was her name, yeah. Like, and... But yet and the new- nothing happened. But also, the new laws... 
are now that they can have the passcode the to, pass your code to your phone. Yeah, if they that. stop you, absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. Like, oh, I just corruption, man. And it's so frustrating because you give out about it, and you complain about it, and you can say everything you want about it. And once those fuckers are so protected, like they protect each other, like yeah, they're like a fucking cult. I swear to God. Um, even the stuff like I know, like I understand that like. Covid's a thing, and I understand that large, large groups of people in town were a problem. Yeah, but how they cleared those kids and no, it was insane. Like it was insane, like insane. There's better ways. This to is do excessive it. use of force. Don't the, the fact that they they're so easily and readily want to put their hands on people. Yeah, like I just you don't I get to have put your fucking hands, on and people. I know that like I, like just as you said, I come from an area where it's like, but like I was. I had to go to court because some guard decided that I was from Bally Farm and had stolen a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bought the car. And then I had to go and stand up in court and the judge was like mortified. Like it's... The judge made the... And like the... The, so the like conviction in the guard when they got... Like the guard didn't even bother to show up in court. Oh yeah. That and some other court... Some other guard was like, oh I know her and she's a stand up band <laughs> So I'm going to get up. And I was like... Sorry, you weren't there. <laughs> like, and this is after because what's about? And this isn't my first time I, and last time. Hopefully, I was ever in court. Um. So what's supposed to happen when you go to court is they call your name. Yeah. And this is like you know one of those like big open courts. So there's loads of cases being heard, and depend if the guard is there. Depending on the like, if the guard is not there, depending on the severity of it, the judge will call for like what's called a strikeout. Yeah. So like that's it. Judge, the guard didn't arrive, so you just get to go home. Yeah. Because the severity of the charge that was put against me, that was done three times. And on the third time, some guard was like, oh, she's not here, but I worked with her. So I'll stand for her. So I got up and the judge was like, how do you plead guilty or not guilty? And I was like, not guilty. And I didn't have a solicitor or anything. And my mom was like, because this judge was like super harsh as well. And I was like, not guilty. And he was like, well, it says here. So what this person had, what this guard had like convicted me of. So I bought a car. I was driving it home. Yeah. I had the receipt for the car. From like buying it. Yeah, the receipt from the car from purchasing it. And she put me over and she was like, you've no insurance disc. And I was like, yeah, here's the receipt, but it is insured. Yeah. And she was like, well, whatever, like, what's your address? So I was like, my address is such and such, Bally Firma. And she was like, get out of the car. I'm impounding the car on the presumption that it's like, that you're driving without insurance tax or, um... Or that you've proof that the car is yours because I had no logbook. Because you sign the logbook and it gets sent off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? That's not like, that's, I, this was not my first car to buy. And yeah. I was like, what? And I was like, sorry. And she was like, yeah. And when I got out of the car, I went to her. The car has an immobilizer. So you have to press this button twice. And she went to me. Graham was with me. She went to me. Yeah, I'm a, I know how to drive. I don't need you to tell me. And I was like to her, okay. And me and Graham got out of the car and we walked home. And then I got everything together and the next day I went down to the guard station. I got down to the guard station and they couldn't find my car. Oh, Jesus Christ, surgery. And then they were like, oh, your car's in Santry because it wouldn't start. Because that stupid cunt didn't listen she to She didn't me. listen to what you said. And so my car got impounded up in like Sagard because they had to tow it. What the fuck? Right. Anyway, got the car back. Right. And paid, I paid, like even though I hadn't done anything wrong, I paid like, I think it was like 85 quid. In the impound fee, is to it? To get the car out and like, like gave all my proof of documents guard gave me like a like stampy thing that was like there you go you're good to go you didn't do anything yeah went and got my car like I so you've got 10 months from an offence being registered to where you can be like uh um what's the word prosecuted for it and 
like with one day to go she was obviously going through her back her books and guards have quotas yeah of course and decided oh I haven't prosecuted this so I'm going to do it to make whatever quotas she was trying to make so I was in my parents garden I didn't even have this car anymore it was so long it was like a year and a half later cleaning another car and it's like man this guard showed up with like a warrant for my arrest I would have pissed my pants and I was like sorry and he was like yeah so like you have to go to court and I was like and I had a nervous breakdown in the I garden. would have had a nervous breakdown too and I was like what and he was I didn't even live there at the time I'd moved out and everything and I was like sorry like sobbed and then he felt so bad right so I was like what and like he was I was obviously so taken back by it and so shocked that he was like it's okay it's okay clearly you didn't do this yeah and clearly you're telling me you did everything you were supposed to do so just ring that guard and tell her it's a miss yeah 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 like miscommunication and I was like okay my dad was in the garden he was like it, like it's, like it's okay and I was like no I, I, I'm not I'm not a criminal like, <laughs> like I was like a very non-Sarah like Anyway, I was like, okay. So he was like, here, take this. The name of the guard that's like bringing you forward for these charges is on it. Ring the guard station and ask to speak to her. So I rang the guard station and said, so first I said, I never said who I was looking for. I just gave this story. Yeah. And was like, I'm not sure what to do. And here's what's happened. And this guy came to my house and like, I've got the proof that I paid for everything. And like, I just don't know what to do. Um, And I'm looking and a a guard like that was on the phone to me was like super uh, sympathetic. And was like, oh my God, it's awful. And then they were like, okay, can I get the name of the, the person you're looking to speak to? And it was her I was speaking to. Fuck off. And she just went to me. Yeah, that's fine. I'll see it in court. Fuck off, Sarah Jane. And I was like, what? And hung up on me. Holy shit. And I was like, what? What? Like, I was freaking out, right? So then I went to court and anyway, got to court. First na- first time I was called, name wasn't called, right? So I was sitting beside this woman whose son had been like up in court like a hundred times. She's right? <laughs> and she was like talking me through what I had to do and everything. I haven't got, got a clue what I was supposed to do. Of course not. Right? And my mom was sitting beside me and uh, so call my name, uh, call the guard, guard's not here, okay, sit down and we're going to give her time to get here, call my name a second time, guard's not here, sit down, we're going to wait for a third time, sit down, third time. I stood outside, so the other thing that I did was that every time in between cases, I stood outside to see if I could see this guard, because the other thing that the uh, guy that was given like the... uh, Warrant was like stand outside the court and ask to speak to the guard. It probably won't even make it to court. Okay, she probably just strike it off in her book there and then. All right, I stood outside and that's how this other guard came forward because this other female guard came and I was like, oh maybe that's her. So I went up and I was like, are you like Garda Barker? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh okay. And she was like, what are you here for? And I told her and she was like, oh I'll stand up for her. And I was like, why did I own my mouth? Why did I do like the thing I was supposed to do? Because uh, you were trying to be, you were trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Like. So then anyway, third time she got up. What happened and what's supposed to happen is you plead guilty or not guilty. And then the judge hears from the guard. Ah, okay. So I was like, not guilty. And then the judge, stu- the guard stood up and gave like this, like summary of like what was written as in terms of like what happened. Okay. And then the judge came back to me and was like, okay, can you tell me your side? And I was like, can I just say something? And the judge was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, that guard wasn't there. This is not the guard. This that- is not the guard that prosecuted me. And that's not the guard that was there in question. The guard that prosecuted me works in Clondalk and Garda yeah. Station. And this guard works in Ratmine's Garda Station. And they just know each other from Temple Oak. Yeah. 
And he was like, sorry. And then he was like, sorry, uh, guard, were you not there? And she was like, no. And he was like, so how are you uh, stating that these are the facts? And she was like, oh, I'm standing up for the like, um, her character, her character. Oh, fuck off. And I was like, you weren't there. I was like, sorry. So then he came back to me and I was like, sorry, I'm just going to go through what did happen. I was like, this guard lost my car. This guard, guard, uh, released a warrant for me the day before this was due to expire I rang the guard and said I had given proof of everything and I also had a receipt to say that I'd given proof of everything I got the car back and if I had stolen it they're not going to give you a stolen car and then I was like also you're saying that I stole the car and you're also saying that I didn't have insurance or tax or NCT if I stole the car why would I insure or tax or NCT I was like so what are you trying to like do me for and the the judge was like um did you get here? Like, did you take a day off work today? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, how did you get here today? And I was like, I got a taxi with my mother. And he was like, and how much did that all cost? And I said, and they were like, how much did you get paid a day? And he just turned to the guard and was like, you may go downstairs today and donate every penny that she has just said to the charity box downstairs. Fuck off. Strike out. And he was like, I apologise profusely for you. And then he turned to the, she, he turned to the vanguard and was like, do you understand in terms of the impression you have given this young woman? Yeah. Like she get, came here to do everything correct. Yeah. And also the impression that your uh, guard that you're standing for in terms of her character. Didn't even bother her whole like, turn Didn't up, bother like. her whole to do anything. And also after this girl rang her and explained the circumstances, didn't do the correct and honourable thing and throw this out. Jesus like, Christ, Sarah. I would have been shitting my pants. Oh, I was shitting I my I would have been in the toilet like, every 15 minutes. I was like, and, and dying, like, he was like, so harsh as well. This one guy got up who's like, autistic son had taken his seatbelt off on the M50. And he got pulled over by the guards for not having a seatbelt on yeah. his kid. And this guy got up and like, gave this big speech and like, had murder. And the judge was like, 300, fine, 300 euro fine. Then this other guy got up for something like, really minor. And he was like, prison. <laughs> Send him to prison for like three you're months. You're watching all this like sweating. And at this point, <laughs> I had been held back twice because of like, the severity of my charges. Jesus and I was like, I'm going to prison. I got, and my sister was like, we'll get a free Deirdre Barlow t-shirt and I'll be like, Prince Sarah Jane. And I was like, that's not funny. I was like, I'm going to court for something I didn't do. No. I was man. like, I have everybody in this fucking family as well. <laughs> I go to fucking prison. <laughs> That's nuts, Sarah Jane. Anyway. Fucking hell. The fact that she caused you that much tr- trauma. Oh my then, God, it was so traumatic. And, and the it whole, didn't turn up. Didn't turn up. And the whole point of the whole thing, right, was like, the whole point of me telling the story was like, that's a really minor thing that a guard did. Yeah. Yeah. Like. And also just did not give a fuck. And didn't give a shit. Didn't care that didn't you were have absolutely to, like, losing your mind and were like, and I'm I, so upset. I get that they're doing a job. And I get that everybody has to do a job and people, like, it's shitty work. But, like, being a guard is supposed to be a yeah, calling. of course. It's meant to be, like... It's supposed to be, like, I want to keep people safe and I want to do the right thing and I want to be a, like, I'd great say, member of my society. i 90% of people of them don't. That's not a thing. No, that's a power trip. It's a power trip. Like... It's a, it's a, like, I have control and power over you and this situation and you can't fucking argue with me. Yeah. Guards terrify me. Like they terrify me. I look readily admitted. I'm terrified of them. I'm. I'm. I'm I really scared of them. Grow- because of the amount of, I like. I think I spoke with the instance with my brother and the, um, like Walkman when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not polite to guards. No. I'm not impolite. So no, I'm not, like, but you're rude, not. You're not like. But I'm not afraid of them. And if a guard, like I've had guards pull me over, and I'd be like, "Why are you wasting my time?" Yeah. I've everything. Everything's supposed to be on my dash is on my dash. Let me and go. this car belongs to me. Let me go. Um, and I wasn't going over the speed limit, and there's nothing out of date on my car. Yeah. See, I never. I think the thing is that I, 
I you t you talk about stuff like that, this and you tell me about like Garda stuff and warrants and stuff like that and I kind of feel like I never had to know that stuff yeah and it makes me kind of sad that you have to know that stuff oh yeah no because even like because even with Gra like Graham and Gar are like lovely quiet guys but it's that thing when you're like a guy and you're growing up in areas yeah. like this you get and it's like got these people live in Summer Hill yeah and it's like they all it's you know they they make a snap judgment if you say you're from a certain area. It's that and it's a snap, snap judgment. judgment if you look a certain way, and yeah. it goes like it's societal, right? And I'm like getting completely off the point and like fucking wax and lyrical. No, now. but no, I get but it. But it's like it the is, same like... thing as like when the fucking banks crashed and Leo Varadkar opened a fucking rat your neighbor out in the yeah. social welfare to get yeah, your money yeah, yeah. back, but we weren't prosecuting the bankers. It's like that motherfucker, Jesus Christ. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like here's an, a confidential social welfare line for the guy in the tracksuit that do lives you, next door to you. Do you want to rat the person out that's trying to feed their fucking yeah. family? Do you want to rat the person out that's trying to like actually get by in life and actually he's not the one that like made millions in the no. fucking and, and that was like and the then height of the crash. Up to the country and walked away from it. Like and it's that thing where it's like if you're from a certain area like when I went for jobs I didn't put Pally Farm on my CV I remember somebody telling me that before I was talking to someone before they were from um, I don't know where Park West from. Dublin 12 is what I yeah. say um, but now as I've gotten older and I'm more confident and comfortable in who I am like I'm not ashamed of where I'm from um, but also that's because I have a job and I can make a living and being where you're from doesn't do doesn't it hasn't like it doesn't mean anything. No, not at all. But people make a snap judgment yeah. about people where, where people are from. Like I remember one of Colin's ex-boyfriends, I remember his mother asking me where my boyfriend was from and I said Bally Fairman and she said, oh, they eat their young out there. That was her... She's not wrong. Uh, her thing on it. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing where it's like... Like I remember having sad. a friend in set primary, secondary school. It was, it was like a friend of a friend and... I was having like a sleepover type thing and her mum was like oh where do you live and I said Bally Farm and she was like oh well, we won't st we'll you still have to jump out of the car when I drop you off like we won't stop right. and I was like cool do you want your daughter to stay over like she didn't well, have to I've lived around here for how long now and I've never it's fine well it's not fine there's but lots like, of I've shit that happens I know but like it doesn't it happens to people that put themselves in those fucking positions yeah. like, and act like a dumbass and then that shit happens to them but like I walk around here all the time nothing happens. Like, nothing happens. It's just a, like, it, you know when I, mean? I was reading the story, it, like, brought like, back all these, heroin. like... Yeah, and that's it. When I was reading the story, it brought back all these feelings of, like, I know how that feels. Yeah. I, know, I know how Richie feels. And, like, Richie's an idiot. He's done loads of stupid shit. Um, but, like, my dad, my dad once got searched by the guards. Oh, really? Oh, my God. And he was, like, he, he didn't go down the road for weeks because he was so embarrassed. That's awful, Sarah. Like... And he was like, I was, Sarah, he was like, I was so embarrassed. He got stopped as he was walking out the, he was walking around the side of Malloy's to go like up the other way. And he had a back, my dad always carries a backpack because my dad doesn't drive. Yeah, they, they have a thing about backpacks So he has like, he just get the bus or he walks. Yeah. And he had a backpack and he, my dad was wearing like a pea coat and a flat cap. Mm -hmm. And a guard came up behind him and like tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around and he was like, sorry, uh, like we're going to search you. And he said he was standing on the corner of like Ballyfermot being searched. He oh, said he was so mortified. Like he said he was so mortified. Oh. He said he had like tears in his eyes. He did not know. He said he was so angry, but he was like, "What's the point in getting angry? It's not going to change anything." That's the thing. And then if you get angry, it's like well, almost they you must take be guilty. It as a, yeah, they take it as like this um, mission. And then he came and he he didn't. My mom said he like he didn't tell me until like 
weeks after it happened because he knew I would have went down to the police station and been like, sorry. Why are you stopping um, and searching fucking randomers on the street? And like? then um, he was so mortified that he didn't go down the uh, road for weeks. Oh no, your poor dad. Like, your dad is like the softest person alive as well. I Like, I know they're just doing a job, but it's like... But are they though? Do it better. Are they doing do it better? Like, I feel like some of them are doing a job and the rest of them are just taking no. the fucking piss. I know this guy that's a pilot that started as, like he's a pilot for Erlingus and he, all of his life wants to be a guard. He's a real noble man. Like he wants to be like an astronaut. <laughs> so he wants to be an astronaut now. He's such a lovely man, but he wants to be a guard all his life, became a guard and within two years was like, these Don't are, this. he was like, these are criminals. He said that uh, he was in the traffic corp Right. And he said that, like, on a Saturday and Sunday, they'd all be down the Garda boat club. So they'd all be fucking locked, driving the cars, doing routes Fuck and off. doing, like... Yeah, he said they'd be arresting people for, like, drink driving. They'd be locked themselves driving the car. It's just... It's, like... I just don't understand the need to make people feel like shit. Like you're doing a job that already is really intimidating to people. Exactly. And most people are... Most people... Are terrified. Are just trying to go about their day, man. They're just trying to live. Like I can tell you something for nothing and I've said this before. We are very lucky that the guards in this country don't carry guns. Oh. We are so lucky. Because whenever I hear people being like oh the police in America I'm like there but for the grace of God go us because we, they don't carry guns. No. We are so lucky because I'm telling you something for nothing the amount of people that will be dead on the ground. Dead on the ground. Like it's crazy. Anyway ACAB. ACAB. Let's call this episode ACAB. <laughs> Um, anyway we're gonna get we're gonna the guards are gonna start intimidating us sir. do you think they will <laughs> could you imagine um, they'll anyway find, they'll find random things to arrest us for that's the end of my rant about being guards being too sexy being so sexy <laughs> and if you are no, a guard it's, it's, oh cause there's gonna be people that listen to this that are guards 100% to this people that listen to this guards and we know. But I'm sure they know. I'm sure they know what's going on. I'm sure they're aware of the shit that goes on with the guardy. Like they're not blind deaf. But did you know what the other thing is, right? That I feel bad because now I've said it. <sighs> Imagine being a guard and hearing this stuff, and actually being a guard that's trying to do your like best. Trying to do. And listen, as I said, there but are. But you know what? Just stop being a guard, then. Don't go be. Get another job. Go do something else. Just get a job. Just get uh, another job somewhere because else. Because my understanding is they be pay really shitty. Yeah, it's shitty pay. Shitty, shitty pay. Be a teacher. They pay shit as well. Listen. Uh, <laughs> oh no, can you be a teacher if you're a guard? Like, is that like the next step? I don't know. Because I don't think you need to have a like college education to be a guard. Well, you is need it to consider have... Temple More is like considered a college, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't understand anything. Uh, yeah. My mother was always trying to get me to be a guard when I was younger. Why? She's obsessed with it. Oh, Emma, Emma, you should be a guard. Why, ma? Is it because you're like, stop doing that, it's against the law? No, I think it was because I was like, hefty. She convinced herself. Sorry, what? She's a hefty child. Therefore, we got... I like, think she my... She always f- say to me, you're tall. I'm five foot three. <laughs> I was like, well, my mom's five foot, so I, to her, I was probably tall. Do you have to be a certain height now to be in no, the guards? it's not a thing anymore. But you had to speak Irish, but that's not a thing I think, either. I think that's gone as well. I think they're crying out at this point, so they're just like, what's that? You can breathe. In you go. Um, Jim was telling me in work, so Jim obviously speaks fluent Irish. He was telling me a story about back in the day where the lads were... Uh, the lads were off driving up in the fucking Donegal like Mountains, locked, right? Not him, but like lads in the Irish language school and stuff from the north. Yeah. Anyway, they got pulled over by the guards. And back in the day, I'm not sure if it's still a thing, but back in the day, legally, if you spoke Irish, 
the guard, you had the right to request that the guard only communicated with oh, you. Oh, Yeah. Anyway, guard pulled them over and the two lads wouldn't speak English to him. <laughs> only speak Irish to them. But they were also fucking pissed. But this is back in the day where you could be pissed and drive. You could be pissed and drive, yeah. Um, but they were so pissed that they were considered a danger to them and the people they were driving on the road to. Right. So the guard arrested them. Jim got a call. Say, here, listen, there's two lads up here in the fucking local police station. Over. Saying they know you and they'll only speak Irish. Oh. Right? Oh. So Jim was like, Grandy, I'll come up. Jim got up there and he said to, uh, said to the guard, um, what's the story like? Yeah. What's your arresting for? And he said, oh, um, and talks to driving while talks to Yeah, but then Jim was like, but they're not drunk, right? So Jim was speaking to them and they're not drunk. Yeah. He said, they're not drunk. And the guard was like, well, and the two fellas that you arrested, Jim was like, what the fuck is that? And he was like, um, oh, we were just winding them up. He, uh, we spoke, we, we said to him that we'd only speak to him if he spoke to us in Irish. And then they went to him, went to each other. Would you call that Irish? And the two of them were like, no, I wouldn't call that Irish. Whatever, like whatever he was saying to them. They were like, sure, fuck him. Let's make his night even harder. <laughs> and they just spent like the night winding them up. That is hilarious. In and Jim was like, they literally let you arrest them because you can't speak you can't Irish. Speak Irish. Um, so <laughs> I love Jim's stories. Yeah, Jim's best. stories are good. He's got the best stories. He was telling me that I told you about the swimming story, didn't I? Yeah. That none of them can swim and work, not... and Jim had the best reason for not swimming, for not learning how to swim. It's like if I'm in an ocean, he said, "If I'd you're in, drown. he said, if you're in the ocean and you can swim, why would you want to die slowly for two to three hours?" He said, "You should just get it over and fucking done with <laughs> and die." But you could be saved within those two to three hours. That's what I said to him. And he said, nonsense. Oh, jeez. He said, you'd have PTS for the rest of your life. James. I said, I have PTS hanging around with you. <laughs> and your story, your terrifying stories. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of this week's episode. Get vaccinated. Go out, have fun. Have a drink. Have. Now we have to figure out how to save this. Go swimming. Go swimming. We have to figure out how to save this. Bye, everyone. Happy Christmas. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Be gay. Do gay things. Oh, I'd love to be gay. Fighting hours. Two guns on roller skates, guns on roller skates.